You are listening to Hydro Talks, a podcast from the global aluminium producer Hydro, setting out to explore the modern dilemmas for industry and society. Welcome to Hydro Talks. This is Craig Johnson from Hydro, and I'm your host today as we discuss promoting gender diversity in the global aluminium and energy company Hydro. Joining us today is Hilda Noor, who is Executive Vice President for People and Safety in Hydro, Ingrid Guddal, a plant manager for our primary aluminium plant in Karme, Norway, and Suzanne Rothstein, Vice President of Finance for Hydro Building Systems, who is based in Toulouse, France. Welcome, Hilda. Tell us a little bit about our uh, plans and goals for gender diversity in Hydro. Yes, thank you, Craig. We already had set some clear directions on, on two topics, at least. The first one is on gender balance, where we have uh, announced that we have an overall ambition of 25% females in the company by 2025. And uh, we also have said very clearly that uh, we want to improve our inclusive work environment and also enhance inclusive leadership and the ability to lead diversity. This is probably a big uh, leadership issue because um, once you set a goal, you have to uh, get there. And, and how are we going to do that? That's a very good question, uh, Craig. And I think uh, I also want to, to hear from the two other participants on this one. But uh, it's clear for me, at least, that we need to have very concrete action plans, both on group level that are company wide, but also out in the businesses, both on the business area level, the business unit level, and also down to plant level. Do you have to set quotas or? We have not been discussing quotas, but all the business areas have um, have their own goals on, on the gender balance, for instance. And uh, this will be followed up very closely in internal board meetings that are meeting their goals. But of course, there needs to be a, a roadmap of activities behind it. It is not enough just to put a goal out there and, and hope that we reach it. We need to very, be very concrete, as I said, on, uh, on, on having, having actions. How do you actually recruit more female, especially leadership, without rejecting male candidates? Uh, it wouldn't necessarily be a quota, but uh, for decades now, especially in the United States, the, there's been lawsuits about reverse discrimination. Mm. and so on, uh, on a number of levels. How do, you, how do you promote one without appearing to not favor the other? It's always been a discussion. Uh, and um, when I was in energy some, some years back, we, uh, we set a goal, for instance, on, on uh, increasing our female share. And then we said we need to recruit at least 40% females uh, to all external positions that we post. And I had some comments on that, but but still, when you, uh, for me, right competence should always be the most important. But it should be possible to attract highly qualified women at all levels in an organization. And and if if it's not, then we need to take the right steps to make this happen. And uh, one way to do it, for instance, is to ensure that there is always diversity and, and gender diversity in the final rounds of our recruitment process. And if not, we need to take another round. And not preferring one against another, but if they are qualified from both genders, then why shouldn't we then choose the woman? Mm -hmm. And obviously, uh, our other two guests here have risen to positions of uh, where you have proved that you're successful at what you do. Ingrid, you are a plant manager and have been at Carmel since 2018. That's correct. 
Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get in, interested in studying both technology and getting an advanced degree in, in business administration? <laughs> no, I, I think it has been to following my interests. Uh, and uh, I have always been curious about learning new things and uh, develop. And uh, when I went to uh, to Berlin uh, back in the 80s to uh, to study uh, process engineering, I, I remember my grandmother. She was born in 1894. And, uh, and she said, oh, that has always been my dream. Go for it. Follow your dreams. So that was a great inspiration, I think, to, to in a way, do something, uh, uh, do something new. Uh, I'm grown up in a farm at the West Coast, so this was a, in a way a kind of, uh, well, uh, a new thing uh, to do. So uh, and since that, uh, since I was uh, a summer substitute at uh, shift number one uh, in the primary plant at Husnes. I have been lucky to get exciting opportunities and, and new roles, uh, and it, to 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 have the right environment to grow. It's so important to work in an inclusive team, mm -hmm. and to have a leader that uh, gives uh, you the opportunity to let develop. Uh, it is often said that it's uh, important to to choose the right boss. So probably I have made made good choices <laughs> during my career. Um, so and I'm still in hydro, and I still see an ocean of opportunities in the company. So um, maybe that is uh, the best proof of that uh, hydro, in a great extent, have created an uh, inclusive and uh, diverse organization. Have there so, been any, any hurdles to your development, or do you um, sense any? gender issues with you being a, uh, a plant manager and probably a, a very male-dominated uh, aluminium plant in, in uh, Norway? To be honest, uh, I have not reflected much upon, upon if there have been any professional barriers due to the fact uh, that I'm a female employee or a female plant managers. Um, we are around 20% female employees uh, in the primary plants in Norway. And, uh, and now in the management team, we are uh, three out of 11. Four years ago, it was uh, zero. So, so that, is, uh, that is good. <laughs> For myself, I have not been reflecting too much if there have been any barriers. But uh, at the other side, I don't think that we have, as a company, uh, we, we still have a way to go and we still need to put our strategy into actions. You know, the, the world it consists of 50-50%, so, uh, so, and, uh, and diverse teams are more innovative than, uh, than homogeneous teams. So, um, so I think there is a lot of uh, opportunities uh, uh, for us to still improve in this uh, area. But personally, uh, I, I feel that I have been working together with people uh, that have been, they have seen me and they have given me opportunities and I have uh, been motivated to take the opportunities. Susanna, please, uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself and your uh, professional journey and experiences in Hydro. Well, I joined 13 years ago as uh, 
quite young, I have to say, business controller, and uh, I've had uh, great managers. And yes, I have chosen them wisely, I would say, because I've been uh, looking for bosses that I felt were very inclusive, but also coaching in their leadership style. And uh, I've had the opportunity to try a lot of different things. I was uh, responsible for sustainability. I was the chief compliance officer and so on. But now I'm back to finance where I have my roots. And uh, today as finance manager for uh, hydro building systems, I feel that I actually have really good opportunity to impact how we work with uh, gender diversity. And uh, we, uh, we have an even more, uh, I would say, ambitious goal in building systems because we have decided that we need to reach 27% by 2025 because we are a little bit ahead of uh, some of the other business units. We're already at the 22.4%. Um, and uh, when it comes to quotas that you spoke about, Craig, I mean, we... We have decided that uh, half of our new recruits should be women and half should be men. Mm. And of course, that doesn't work if you look at the small unit, uh, you know, one small department here and one there. But on an aggregated level, it should, uh, it should be 50-50. There's really no reason why it shouldn't be. I, I think it's really important to have two strong pillars in this work with HR processes on one side being very clear having clear targets, also very clear demands on our leaders. And then the other pillar being the leadership and having leaders who are strong and, and dare to challenge some of these uh, biases that we are probably all of us are struggling with. So I'm very happy to see that diversity and inclusion is uh, it's now part of the leadership programs and so on. Um, then, then we can improve from there. Um, but we need both the HR processes and the leadership, I believe. Hilda, one thing that, that you mentioned uh, or have mentioned that's important is uh, results of our employee survey mm -hmm. uh, dealing with work-life balance. Now, all three of you have very demanding jobs with a lot of responsibility. Things can happen 24-7. Tell us a little bit about what your work-life balance is like. And I see you're all laughing. But the important thing is, if you're going to uh, recruit more women and retain them, yeah. then there is this idea that... Um, women in particular carry burdens at work and at home. So what's the situation and how do we, how do we deal with that to, to recruit and retain? I think it's a very important this discussion, Craig, and we can laugh about it, uh, knowing that we all work a lot and then uh, some of us at least have family and kids at home that we need to handle uh, in addition. But um, uh, joke aside, uh, we have been looking more detail into the um, uh, monitor results uh, engagement survey and and there is actually um, at least the preliminary results that we see is that going from being a, a, a professional or a specialist as a female white color to becoming a manager um, does something to you we do see that uh, the results of work-life balance worsens a lot 
uh, actually. Uh, so that's something that we need to take into consideration. And, and uh, because we know that now, there's probably a place where we need to put some actions in. And then how do we do that? I mean, uh, and I'm open to, to ideas, of course, but what they at least are looking into and also the learning from the pandemic now is that it is possible to have a more flexible work day, for instance, working partly from home, working different times of the day. So maybe these kind of things could help us, but uh, we are not firm on what we're going to do yet. But we, we do have some results that we do need to look further into and that we need to uh, we put some good actions on if we want to retain our good uh, female leaders. Well, Ingrid, you being a plant manager, I know the phone can ring at any time of night with a power outage or a machinery breakdown or, or an accident or whatever. Uh, how do you handle the responsibility of being in charge of a, of a plant with hundreds and hundreds of, of employees? Well, uh, now I'm uh, in a situation where the, the children are grown up and they uh, have moved out of the house. So in a way, uh, that's uh, that's uh, quite different from uh, uh, from the uh, from previous uh, positions. Uh, so I've been also plant manager uh, when I had the small children. Uh, and of course, that is uh, that is a challenge to find the right balance and to uh, to be uh, uh, to have the focus at the right place at the right time. I know I remember from that time that uh, this keyword flexibility, Hilda, that mm -hmm. you uh, that that is important. I think that this uh, when when I started, uh, we didn't have uh, mobile phones, we didn't have PCs we could take home. Uh, so so uh, it was. Uh, I think that, that we have some tools today that, that could uh, make this uh, easier. So I think that this is important to, to look into what, what can we do to make this uh, period of our life. Because uh, uh, the, the life, the, the career is long. So, so in a way you have different phases uh, where this can be more challenging than in other phases. I think uh, it's also something that we have to work with also as women that uh, to find the right balance you also have to realize that something is simply good enough mm. everything doesn't have to be perfect there are certain things you have to deliver uh, very good and other things you need to in a way lower your uh, ambitions and i think uh, it takes some generations before we in a way cut the line to how the life was before where the uh, women the mothers were at home and, and the, the dinner was at the table at uh, at four o'clock uh, and and now the, it, it is different and i think the gender gender diversity it, it goes to both to the male and females and i think it's uh, the way we are organized today the way we share today is different than before but we still have the the mindset, how it should be. Uh, Suzanne, let me ask you, because you work in finance, I reckon that you have a very sort of PC-based job. Uh, yes. You can be flexible, <laughs> but you can also work 16 hours a day. As, uh, and, yes. and during the pandemic, people, of course, been forced to juggle all the various aspects of their life. How do you keep your job from bleeding over into your, your life all the time? It's not easy, uh, definitely not. And 
But it is a challenge and I encourage my team to have a lot of flexibility um, as we touched upon because I don't really care at what time or when the work is being done. And then I think it's also about having good uh, role models around. I was having a discussion earlier today with a colleague saying that, you know, we as managers also have to show our teams that we take time off. It's not a good uh, uh, leadership behavior to answer emails 24-7 when you're on vacation. Um, it's not good leadership behavior to, to always be turned on and always uh, answer everything because not everything is actually that urgent. I think one of the things for me is that I try to, to show my team that it is okay to take time off and uh, to shut down the computer and, and take the time that is needed. That, uh, that's a very interesting point. That brings me to a question for you, Hilda, that um, cultural differences, uh, even as we're talking here about being able to unplug the stereotype of the American worker not daring to leave until his or her boss has, has left the building and it's more important to put in hours than uh, put in results, mm -hmm. how, Will this uh, diversity uh, initiative take into account the different cultural, uh, cultural aspects around the world where we operate? We're in 40 countries. Yeah, and this is a challenge in a global business uh, as ours. Uh, because as you say, in several countries where we operate, uh, women at least are far from common, at least on the shop floor. And uh, as Susan said, I think it's important to have good role models to show it's, it's possible. And we are lucky we have a very good role model in our, our CEO, Hilde, who is also very passionate about this topic. But I think also it's something about leadership here, uh, as you also mentioned, Susan, because uh, we need to, to start working on the leaders and the cult leadership culture first, so that there is an accept for being different than, than the uh, you know, average normal company in the country you're in. So if we can start with, uh, you know, adapting to maybe the more European way of, of thinking in this way, uh, also in another part of the company, um, that would be a step forward, I think. But it's not easy, but because, because you know, all know that culture is, you know, very strongly embedded uh, in, in the organization. So it, it's, uh, it's a big lift that is needed, probably a big change uh, from the leadership side. Okay. And what you're saying about not leave before the boss and so on, I don't think that's very, um, not just American. You see the same in Germany. I don't know how it's in France. It's probably the same. Uh, <laughs> uh, in, in Scandinavia, we do not really see that as a problem. And this flexibility uh, would certainly go a long way to making women's lives easier at these different phases of life that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, my colleagues in Extrusion Europe uh, in Iberia have been working very systematically with the, with the gender diversity since 2018. And what made me really impressed was that not only have they managed to reach 26% women, which in our industry, unfortunately, <laughs> is a good number, uh, but they now have women in all types of positions. Mm. There's no job that is not for women, so to say. And, you know, when when you see that you get this positive snowball effect, I'm, I'm sure that we have a lot of women who sees Ingrid uh, in your uh, plant manager role and they, they, they see that it is actually possible to have that type of role. Mm -hmm. 
just the fact that we have a female CEO uh, for the first time shows mm. that it is possible to break that glass ceiling. Mm. And, and the glass ceiling in operations can be, you know, being a die corrector or uh, doing something else that traditionally has for, for centuries basically been only men. Mm. So with systematic work, we can actually get mm. somewhere with this. I totally agree. So, so I believe that, that we should follow our leaders closely up and to sit down and say, okay, what, what, what is your strategy? What are your actions? Uh, and, and what is your target? Uh, where, where do you want to be when it comes to um, diversity in, in one year or two years or three years? If I would have a, a safety level, a low safety level in the plant, I would be called for a meeting for sure, sure. <laughs> to, to ask me, okay, what is your action plan? How will you improve? And I think it goes uh, the same to uh, the diversity. The key for success, at least from my perspective, is diversity inclusion should not be an HR process on the side of business. It needs to be included in business. We have a lot to do, but I think it's possible. Hilda, thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm very pleased to be able to uh, have this podcast. I think it's so good to uh, be able to discuss with also two other women that are passionate about this. So uh, if we have uh, this spirit in the company, we will succeed. And Ingrid, Suzanne, thank you to you both. Thank you so much. Thank you. We've been talking with Hilda Noor, Ingrid Goodall, and Suzanne Rothstein from Hydro. Thanks for joining Hydro Talks. Thank you for listening to Hydro Talks. Make sure to subscribe. If you have any feedback or comments, get in touch at podcast at hydro.com.